Hey everybody, this is Sandra. And this is Cody. And welcome to The Good in Life. Hi there, podcast listeners. Today we have a very special guest on The Good in Life. Debbie Daly is a powerful and anointed person and inspires many in a very prophetic way. She often calls a time in her life as BC, AKA before Christ, but it has a powerful and great testimony that Jesus Christ saved her. And today she calls it like something scandalous has happened to her. She has attended Bible school and has spent a lot of time in the ministry as a pastor, in deliverance ministry, as a missionary and Bible teacher. She has also led many groups in prayer and intercession. The studies that she has invested time in makes her a wise source for learning and for counsel. Debbie Daly is also a great mom to Cody and myself, and she is also our friend. She is an amazing grandmother to our children, and they call her Mamo, which is an Irish name for grandmother, so Mamo. It's a, a different one, but a special one and honored by a wonderful person. And I would like to introduce her to our podcast today. So this is Debbie Daly. Hi, Hello. everyone. Great to be here with Martemilia. Very good. And Cody's here also. Yeah, I'm here, everybody. Hi, Mom. Intro. How's it going? <laughs> I would say that uh, Debbie Daly is probably one. Well, we'll call her Debbie now. We'll make it more casual. Except we, for me. We, I can't do that. No. <laughs> I mean, she knows she's my mom. I call her mom, too, sometimes. Although I did, <laughs> I did have tricks when I was younger. And, you know, when you're in the grocery store and you're seven years old and you say, Mom, Mom, and then all the moms look at you. So a trick for those little kids out there that might be listening, you call your mom by the first name when you're in public because then only your mom's going to look. So I'd always used to say, Debbie, Debbie, and she'd turn around and look at me. But they turn around and give you a stare. Don't you dare call me Debbie. Right. right? <laughs> true, true, very true. <laughs> All right, so we welcome you to our podcast today. It's an honor to have you. Um, so we're on vacation together. We are in North Carolina. We are. And we thought it would be a great opportunity to have mom on. You can call, call her mom, Mama Deb, right? <laughs> Mama Deb. Mamo. We call her Mamo all we the time. We do call her Mamo. Just kids. like I call Cody Daddy sometimes. It doesn't quite. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it's what you do in families. But if you hear, if you heard like a four wheeler in the background, or you actually hear um, what might sound like static to you, but hopefully it doesn't, it's actually a. Uh, kind of like a stream or a river or creek. It's it's pretty big running through the back of our cabin here in North Carolina. So we took you on vacation with us. We did. We figured our we, listeners, we right? would give you that that opportunity to really soak it in the sounds of the wild with us. So we're enjoying some R and R. Rest and relaxation. Hopefully I I said that right. Yeah. It's rest and relaxation. <laughs> <laughs> and we usually do a lot of our vacations with Mama Deb here with Mamo. Um, what's been your favorite part so far? Uh, well, the creek or creek has been fun, and just going in the water with the kids and uh, just watching them have fun. Though it has been cold, we even have a rock out in the creek now. It's called where mommy sets the mom, right. the, the mommy rock. <laughs> the mommy rock. <laughs> you know, that's where his. What is it that Christ says? From this rock, his kingdom. <laughs> the church will be built, right? The church yeah. will be built. I'll stand on it Christ prophetically. On the, Christ is solid rock. So the there's a rock in the middle of the creek that I sat on. If you follow us at all on social media, you'll see a, probably a picture of it that Cody might have posted. Oh, yeah. Sitting in the middle of this frozen creek. But 
It looks a lot more refreshing than when you get in there. You're just like, oh, it's cold. <laughs> it's very cold, but it's it's a very beautiful environment, very peaceful. And we have a um, big mountain in the back. We're literally right across the creek is a huge mountain that we hiked up the first day that we got here. We didn't go all the way to the top, but maybe what three quarters of the way up. And um, you know, tra- so you have trails, you have the water, you have cabin, and then in the front. Um, which some of you maybe on my social media saw, you have this big 10 acre field in the front yard and you can just play kickball or run around or- The great Mamo that my kids have got them some ball. She brought all the fun stuff. So she was out there kicking with them. The floaties. She's awesome. (laughs) That's that's the responsibility of a a Mamo to bring all the toys. (laughs) She brought all the toys, including a, a whistle that had a compass on it and like, Yes, it has a, a like a mirror on it that you reflect, and so we were sitting out there, and I pulled out the mirror, and I'm not quite sure where to reflect it, <laughs> except some there were gunshots in the background. We're <laughs> in hunter ca- hunter country here, or yeah. we were hoping it was a target of some kind and not anything approaching. <laughs> so if you hear guns in the background, we we are pretty far out in the country in the mountains, so it's, it's okay, you know. <laughs> but it's absolutely beautiful. We did have to sunscreen ourselves, which people from Florida. You'd think you'd only have to do it in a tropical environment, but I think we're pretty close to the sun here because we were, I call it scorchy. It was a little scorchy out here today. Yeah. Uh, But anyway, I thought we would get to our first little topic here, um, and Mamo has free reign on her wise opinion, Uh so she's going (laughs) to jump on in. We're going to tap into that. She's um, been a great source of counsel in our life, and a lot of people called her call her Pastor Debbie, and uh, we um, see her as someone who knows knows a lot about what the Lord's doing, and, you know, she's definitely tuning in and listening, so we honor her in that today. Absolutely. Um, so, obviously, the we are in this peaceful environment, but we're not oblivious to the fact that there's a lot of unrest, we're calling it, in the world right now. Um, it just so happened to happen at the same time as our plan to leave so we're 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 not too upset about that to be honest right right (laughs) we're we're here on a on a prayer retreat and a and a refreshing time and you know honestly i suggest you do the same because you know the lord needs you ready in season and out and rest is an important part of being ready so yeah for the people that are listening or may even listen in the future um you know it's it's the middle of 2020 um, in the middle or beginning of June. So yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of stuff going on in the world. Um, you know, especially with, um, everything that happened, um, you know, with George Floyd and, um, you know, losing his life and, and Black Lives Matter movement and all that stuff. And it's in a way, you know, we're sitting here at a cabin in the mountains. And honestly, if you didn't turn the news on, or if you didn't have social media on, you wouldn't really know that anything's going on because we're in such a away from town place. You you really wouldn't have any idea because um, right. it is so peaceful here. So that is that is I will say that is nice to just kind of have the stepping away from all the stuff that's going on back home that we might be hearing, you know, from back where we live in Florida, you know. Um, to be able just to kind of step back and clear your head, you know, before but to we see it from a get different perspective, because we're not, we're not seeing it from the media perspective. We're seeing it from the God perspective, the God perspective. Yeah. And 
I'll just start out with, with my thoughts first and then I'll pass it on to Mamo. <laughs> um, you know, you know, it started out this year with, you know, coronavirus coming across the land and, you know, a lot of fear and a lot of hurt happening and lives lost and just, you know, really having to keep our perspective on the Lord just as, you know, ones that, you know, follow the Lord and are listening to the Spirit. Um, you know, with all that happening and just being wise in our decisions and, and where we're putting our mind and our heart. And, and then, you know, with, you know, such a disruptive, hurtful thing happening to George Floyd and, you know, our heart goes out to his family. Um, you know, we don't know the truth of all that. And we know that God loves life and he loves George Floyd and he loves all those that are involved in that. And we really, you know, as, you know, as we have stepped away and look, you know, at it from, you know, people that really haven't been watching the news very much right now, just cause we're, you know, we're away on vacation. But, you know, honestly, I feel like our, my opinion probably really doesn't matter so much, but what matters is just action you know, and listening to the Word of God. And I feel like God has called the church to preach the truth of His kingdom and to walk in it. God has called us to love one another. And we, I just pray that America would wake up to this truth, that God's love can cover all this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I really just, I declare that over America right now because there has been a lot of hurt in our history. There's been a lot of hate in our history. And there's a lot of hate right now. And what God's love does, it just covers all that. It also, he also came for us to know what forgiveness is. And we know, you know, we're not oblivious to the fact that, you know, a lot of people aren't going to let this happen immediately. You know, we know that there's a lot of things that we don't see in the world. There's a lot of... Um, people in control with greed and power and all this and, and what gets aired on the media. We know that it's a circus, to be honest. <laughs> but what we can do is just declare and speak the right things, and that is the things of the Lord, and that's love. And, um, you know, I'll pass it on to you guys what you guys think should, what should our action be as the church going forward. You know, dwelling on what happened isn't necessarily going to change anything, but what should we do moving forward? Well, to me, it was, it was interesting. Um, last Friday, after the prayer broadcast cast for nations, praying together, on Friday, the, and I was had went to Sarasota Beach and was walking, prayer walking the beach, and, and just um, asking the Lord, you know, praying and asking Him what, what was happening and how to pray about it and for our city. and. You know, all the wells that have been dug by different people through all the years and some of the prayer walks that I've been involved in, even in Sarasota, um, and just asking him things. And, you know, he dropped into my heart an interesting thing. I was getting in my car and he dropped in. For every altar, there's a sacrifice. And and I don't know the complete meaning of what he he was. I mean, I understand in the natural what that means, but even... um, this gentleman's life that was lost. I know we see pictures of him involved in ministry, holding up a Bible, involved with uh, kind of outreaches and things like that. And so you have to wonder with every, with the Lord, I, I don't discount what the Lord drops into my spirit with saying to me with 
with every altar there's a sacrifice. Uh, as, a, as even us pausing and taking a moment to just reflect and not just think in the natural of what we see, but to right. really take time to seek Him and say, Lord, what are you doing with this? I mean, we know that He's shaking things that cannot, that will be shaken so that things that cannot be shaken will stand. That's right. Yeah. And so instead of relying on our personal opinions and how we personally, I mean, our personal opinions are based on the ways that we were brought up and the right. culture that we live in and the state that we live in and the country that we live in and and the nation that we're in. And so we start weighing things against a natural understanding when I believe the thing that we need to do mostly is to fall on our face and ask the Lord, Lord, what are we doing? Right. What are you doing? He's not caught off guard on what's happening. So we need to, to really seek him and to seek his face. And I quite am amazed at how you can have people that you know that in one one side of the Christian spectrum, they're saying one thing, and the other side they're saying something else. When there's only one Holy Spirit, right? And there's only one God, and He's not He's not schizophrenic, you know. Right. He's not bipolar, <laughs> you know. He there's one Holy Spirit, and so we really need to pause as the body of Christ and yeah. seek what He is saying. So really that's, and that thing that I said was, you know, for every altar there is a sacrifice. Lord, what, what, what is my altar? What is right. our altar? And what is that sacrifice that we need to be making corporately and individually? I was reading earlier today um, on Instagram, I think it was, or some social media, and um, it was a post from... Stephanie Gretzinger, and um, she used to be, a, for those that don't know, she used to be a worship leader um, at Bethel, and I know that she's still connected with the collective, um, but she's uh, living in Nashville, Tennessee now, but um, she had said something that was kind of hit me that said, you know, we need to be, instead of the peacekeepers, we now need to be the peacemakers. Um, and I thought that was kind of cool the way that that was put because, um, you know, from a church perspective, the you know global church perspective or even the national church, U.S. church perspective, I think we've been tiptoeing around so much, um, you know, for the past several years, a couple decades, whatever, um, you know, just trying to keep the peace and, oh, you know, Christ is love and everything will be okay and you know and there's a lot of truth to, to all of that but um, we've been so also so afraid to kind of speak out sometimes we need to ruffle feathers and in the in that moment ruffling the feathers might not be peaceful for somebody to hear but if it's truth but if it's truth and there's a lot of people that know out there that have true friendships true friends don't lie to each other. True friends tell the truth to each other, even if it hurts in that very moment, because there's growth that happens there. There's development that's, the that iron happens. sharpens iron. And then mm-hmm. there's yes. a there's a stronger bond that develops in that friendship. So I think, you know, what just from what hearing that quote to me was kind of speaking, you know, we need to stop, you know, resting on our laurels and we really need to rise up as a people of God in 
the true revelation that we have and really just not be afraid to tell people this is the truth. If you if it hurts you in the moment, you know, I'm sorry that you might feel that way, but this is only going to be able to grow that, you know, bond stronger so you can understand the realization of the world that we're living in and we're walking forward into. So I thought it was I thought it was cool. We need to not just be the peacekeepers. We need to be the peacemakers and create. So is there anything specific that you feel like we should do? I mean, I know and the thing that's coming to mind and it it may ruffle feathers, you know, but it's not um, it's not meant to hurt anybody. But even those within each, you know, I mean, I'm Hispanic and British and, you know, I'm proud of, of being who I am, you know. Maybe those that are close to, um, you know, whether it's in the black community or whether it's in the Hispanic community, you know, don't be afraid to tell your brother, you know, you're wrong. Let's come out of this oppression. Let's come out of whatever system in, in the world has been placed to keep us in a box. You know, God has called you to be, you know, his child, his son and daughter, just as much as anybody else, you know, just as much as me, just as much as, you know, Cody, you know, we're, we're, we're not just the, you know, whatever, you know, your opinion is of the, of the one that's not a minority. You know, I would say I am a minority myself because I'm in the, you know, Hispanic, but I'm not going to put myself in a box because of that. I'm going to be proud of that because every hard work, everything that I do that is hard work is because I have asked the Lord for help in that. And I have put my fingers to, you know, to the mill, whatever the word is, to the plow. I have done this, you know, with the support group that I have, you know, um, I've worked hard for this and this is the accomplishment that I'm going to do in my life, you know, and I just, I really encourage, you know, our friends out there of every different culture, race, you know, you make yourself proud, make your family proud. Don't, do not, you know, I'm just going to say this, don't dwell on the past because, you know, that's what's going to keep you in the past, but look into the future. You know, we're the ones that can make the change. And I don't speak that lightly. I know that there is generational hurts and generational things that have happened in this country and in history. I do not take that lightly. You know, I'm speaking boldly here to you because I want to see you succeed. I want to see you have a great, great life that is fulfilled. And by, you know, little steps make big steps. You know, we can only do what's right in front of us. We may not be able to change the national or world perspective on things, but we can change what we can do in our little world. Our sphere of influence. Our, our sphere of influence. Yeah. And it's like, it's the little steps, you know. One candle spread with another one's going to make a, you know, a bigger flame, you know. <laughs> Just you be your flaming torch for the right thing in your life and try to bring people in into that. I think you're right with the, Cody, you just said sphere of influence, and that's yeah. a, a term that, that I've come to understand and come to use in a way that, I mean, we're all here at a certain place at a certain time and in all the ages, and and even with us being on vacation, our steps are order of, of the Lord. And so that sphere of influence can be your workplace, it can be your home, it can be your church, it can be 
your grocery store. It your can children. be your children. It can be, you know, so many different things, just that sphere of influence, because the Lord has positioned you where he needs you to be at any moment in time. And I've That's said right. sometimes is that every moment of the day is a prophetic moment. Mm-hmm. because he's put you in that particular time and in that particular walk and in that particular place to, to be an influence and to be an influence from him. And so it's, you know, just just trying to, I'm not trying to understand, but just allowing yourself to be surrendered to him, to listen to his voice and to get out of um, the things that you normally and regularly would see. It's just, you know, I'm reminded of Elijah and how he... Uh, how he, when he did that with the prophets of Baal, you know, and they, the wood, and it was funny, Sandra was making a little fire pit out of woods and sticks down <laughs> there Jonas. by the creek, and <laughs> Jonas was picking grass and making believe he was making, catching fish and everything. He made some sticks and stone soup. Sticks and stone soup, and <laughs> then I was... ramen noodles. Yes, ramen noodle <laughs> soup. But as he was making it, and the wood was all wet, and he's bringing wet rocks and wet wood, and it's going to be a fireplace, and I said, just to be like Elijah, let's get a couple more buckets of water and pour it on this, and but, it, you know, it reminded me of how Elijah, he did all that, and he called on God and said, you know, we'll see who God, whichever one is answers is God. And so he did all that, and he, he surrendered all of himself, but he stood in front of a nation. He stood in front of six, I think it was 600 prophets, 300 of Baal and 300 of Ashtoreth. And he stood there by himself in front of a whole nation of Israel, in front of the king of Israel, at a defining moment in his life, in Elijah's life. It was defining. It was just going to define his ministry. It was going to define his call. It was going to define who he was. He risked it all. He risked his reputation. He risked what people thought of him. And he just called on the Lord. And I see that even now, that you, you, we're at a critical time in the ages where we can no longer think of our reputation or what people think of us. We just need to be walking that walk, right. the walk of Enoch, right. the walk of Elijah, the walk of whomever. So it's just like, are you willing to risk it? Just as you were saying, Sandra, it's like, it's, you know, just not doing what's popular or Cody, your sphere of influence and my sphere of influence, but are we willing to risk how know, we just, view ourselves? Just like, uh, you know, I was reading... Uh, Cody and I have really been dabbling into the Gospels, um, and I was reading in Matthew, and this was just before you know Jesus was going to be taken and crucified. He knew it was coming, and he talked to his disciples. They knew it was coming. And the woman who took the perfume and was pouring it over Jesus, and they're like, why are you wasting that perfume? It's going to be, you know, that could have been sold for the poor. And Jesus said that woman will be remembered for generations to come by her, you know, by by what she's done. She's preparing me for burial, you know. It's funny. Her, I read the same thing the other day. Right. <laughs> her, wor- her worship before the Lord is what's going to be remembered. And what are you going to do today that's just going to sh- have you, you know, stand in what God's called you to do? Yeah. You know, that's what's really important because that's our eternal our eternal whatever before the, our worship before the Lord. So, I mean, Cody and I are just trying everything in our, honestly, our uh, <laughs> sphere of influence, you know, whether that's, you know, this podcast or being creative um, in the things we're doing, you know, at, with work and, and our, our new business. And um, even in worship, you know, we're just trying to make a mark for Jesus. So 
that honestly, that's what we're called to do. Make a mark and tell them all about Jesus, that's right? right. <laughs> that's our purpose. So, um, anyway, I mean, these things that we're talking about, you know, really, we're just praying that God just really intervenes. Yep. You know, that's Amen. really our heart is just to see God's glory shown through all this. And honestly, I mean, our biggest advice probably here is don't listen to everything you hear in the media. Listen to the Holy Spirit. Listen to the Holy Spirit. You Let know. the Holy Spirit be your media. Right. That's right. <laughs> that we're going to make a shirt about that. That the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is my yeah. media. He's my news source. You know, he's the one that's going to come tell us our next move and the things to say. Um, and, you know, even on this podcast here, you know, we just pray that the, that the, the words that we're saying, Lord, we just pray that they glorify you and they're heard in a way that, um, you know, glorifies you, God. And so I feel like the next thing we need to do, you know, just on this podcast right now is, um, I think that we're just going to take a moment. We're just going to pray for our nation yep. and we're going to pray for, um, you know, specifically this George Floyd situation and the violence that's happening and the looting and the opportunists just, you know, the, there's a spirit of greed and selfishness happening right now. And, um, you know, I pray that, you know, we'll, we'll just get through this and get to the other side. So, um, we're just going to each take a moment to pray, you know, so if you would just pray with us, um, you know, we just, Father, we just ask that you just come and, and just show your people, Lord Jesus, the moves to make and the, the ways to rise up to to pour out your glory, Father God. Yes, Lord. Lord, I just thank you that you know the state this nation is in and you yes, know Lord. the state that this, con- this uh, world is in, Father. Lord, I just thank you that you have it all taken care of, Lord. You know, we just... We just thank you for the leaders that are in place, whether that's in the church or in government, Father God. Lord, I thank you that you just give them the wisdom mm-hmm. to yes. make the right decisions for our, our world and our, our country here in America, Father God. Lord, I pray that the media just, Lord, I pray that you just muzzle them if it's not the right thing to say, Lord Jesus. We know that opinions are going to be, you know, all over the place, Lord, but I pray that it's just truth, Father God. Yes. Lord, let it turn around, God. Let let families trust the, the news just for important things, Father God. But, Lord, we just pray for peace. We pray for peace over the families of this nation, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, I pray for George Floyd's family. Um, I pray that there is... I know that there's no hurt that probably hurts more than losing somebody that you love so close to you and feeling it's way before their time should have been. But Lord God, I pray that you would wash them right now in your love, smother them in your love, Lord God. Lord, we know that we've even heard and seen that their hearts are for all of this that's going on across the nation to come from a peaceful place. Um, Rather than rioting, they would just rather peaceful protests. Um, Lord, I pray that you would just love them beyond all measure, Father God. Lord, we know that they're probably going to be in the public eye for a while. And I ask that you would also give them the wisdom of the things to say and the ways to come across on a national and probably global platform. Lord God, 
And on top of that, Lord God, I ask that they would, if they haven't already, come into full surrender to you, Father God, and ask you into their hearts and lives, Lord God, through this whole experience, Lord God. And Lord, from that, that there would be a ripple effect into the black community, into the Hispanic community, into the Asian community, into all the different minority communities, into the white community, into the American community, into the global community, that there would just be a ripple wave effect of seeing them come to know you, Father God, and seeing them build the relationship through you out of true love. Um, I thank you, Lord God, for this nation that was built and founded upon you, Lord God, that it wouldn't crumble by the hands of the enemy or the enemy's plans and we cancel those out in Jesus' name right now, but that it would be lifted high and that we know that God with everything that might seem like it's going down the tubes and it's a bad situation, you always turn for good. So I thank you that out of this situation, there would be something that we don't see, but we know is in the spirit on the other side of this, that would just be so exciting for the church body and so exciting for the country as a whole um, to jump into. And I ask that you, Lord, would help us escalate and lift our faith up to see breakthrough in this country, but breakthrough that only you can bring, not breakthrough that protests and riots and things can bring, but breakthrough that only God, you, and the Holy Spirit can bring. In Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, Amen. just add to that is, Lord, you're, the foundation of your throne is righteousness and justice. So we ask that your righteousness and your justice begin to flood this nation, Lord. Nothing that you do is a mistake. And so, Lord, we just call on your on your justice to prevail in everything that's going on in this nation. And Lord, that whatever the enemy is meant for harm, that you always turn it for good. And so we, Lord, we call on that that's goodness right. to come out of it, Lord, that even now as there's differing opinions on, on things that that, Lord, that would open our eyes, that, Lord, is like seeing in a mirror dimly, but then we'll see face to face. But even, Lord, that you're putting a mirror up to the faces of people in this nation to have a good look at ourselves and what is happening, that we, in places where we do not reflect your image, Lord, yes. where when you put that mirror to our, to our faces and we are not reflecting your image, that we would just be willing to... Uh, recognize that and to put aside those things that are not in your righteousness and in your justice, that we would put aside all pride, yeah. every bit of pride and indignation that comes uh, from the pit, that would just be putting that aside and be willing to humble ourselves in your presence and all these opinions and all these uh, man-made decisions and justices, Lord, that they, we would be willing to humble ourselves. Yes. So I, I just pray, Lord, that a spirit of humility would come upon your people, especially those who call themselves by your names, Lord, that it would just even start with those who call themselves by your names, yes, by your name, Lord, that we would begin to humble ourselves and allow you to change those thoughts in our minds that do not line up with the Word of God. And so, Lord, we just 
ask you to enter into this situation. And Lord, when you had dropped into my heart that at every for every altar there is a sacrifice, and Lord, that the sacrifice that you're consuming in this situation, Lord, will not will not go to naught. And so, Lord, that you would take it, and that it would um, would uh, would achieve what purpose, Lord, that you have set forth from the foundation of the earth, and that indeed the eyes of the people and the ears of the people would be open to the truth. And that they would begin to see from a higher level, from a three foot or three thousand foot elevation, to look down and and see uh, on a grander scale what this is all pertaining to. Mm-hmm. So, Lord, we just give you all praise and we give you all glory, and that you would receive the glory due your name, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, guys. Um... I just wanted to talk a little bit, you know, just moving on just a little bit. Yeah. Um, obviously, we have our special guest on today, and uh, she's quite the talented person. She um, has really invested some of her talent in our business um, with her business. She has recently started a company called Inkhorn. Um, this kind of has been sprouted out of a career in technical writing. So she has a gift of the grammar, right? Well, and the writing and the organizing. Every, yeah. What maybe, is it that you prefer? What is it? That, what are the services you? Prefer? I was going to say, share with everybody what technical writing is, because right. most people are like, "What is technical writing?" That's usually they say, "What do you do?" I'm a technical writer. What is that? And so a technical writer writes technical documentation. No, uh, <laughs> that's a true statement. Um, so those those bicycle instructions, you know, how to put your bicycle together or how to you know, how to do The download. ones you should listen to in an Ikea box, right? Ah, uh, yes. Well, they use pictures, but... Oh. <laughs> so those instructions that usually men <laughs> don't really read. <laughs> Women, too. But anyway, those... I write the technical instructions on how to... I work for a fire industry right now, but, you know, how to install electrical wiring and how, you know, the help files that are on an application and just those technical type of things. And then I've also done some some uh, work with some ministries and editing or freelance writing with their books uh, to get them into publishing form. Very good, which was actually a huge asset to us when we were starting our simplycellskitchen.com. Um, she really helped us just become a little bit stronger in how to organize our writing and uh, that was really helpful. So this is a new business launched and ready to go. Um, is the website almost ready to visit yet? Well, or my web designer is working on it, and it's really the, the company name, the LLC, is Inkhorn Freelance Writing or something like that. <laughs> Inkhorn Freelance Editing and there's Writing. There's technical names, and then there's what you call it freely. Yeah, we we right. have the same kind of thing as some of our businesses. The website will be inkhornwriters.com. And that's something that the Lord had, you know, taken me to Ezekiel. Uh, I think it's Ezekiel 13 about the inkhorn, the writers with the inkhorns around their waist. So there's some kind of dual meaning, some right, of hidden course. agenda yeah. meaning between behind that. But um, basically, it, it will be editing, uh, proofreading, helping write, self-publishing. So if you've got a uh, 
a book, a manuscript, she can definitely be a resource. It doesn't have to just be books, because she did our website. This is so. true. This is true, right? This is true, yeah. Any written documentations. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this is an awesome asset for, you know, ministers or anyone just pursuing writing teachings or whatever it is that they're going to do. Because yeah. I helped so. a friend in the UK, a pastor in the UK, get her book, uh, The Blood Walk, into... Mm-hmm publication and up on Amazon and you know very good so yeah some ministry That's, things uh, Pastor June Barron correct yes from the UK yeah so her book actually is available on Amazon so check that out yeah. and you can uh, help support that ministry she's a very anointed woman we're close to her um, so we know that you know obviously this is part of your your day job but you know just like Cody and I we we feel like those are our day jobs, but our real work yeah. is our ministry. <laughs> so we know that you have had a lot of um, trips trips that you've been on, um, amazing missions trips. You know, we've been on a couple with you. We did Jamaica, and Cody's obviously been on a few because he's your son. So you've done India. Um, we did um, Washington, D.C. That was one that we did with you, or at least, you know, that I was involved in. Um, but we know you went on a very... couple more on your own. <laughs> yes, India, own, you yeah. know, any, you want to announce the other ones that she's... Well, India, so we did India kind of kind of together. I was there for a couple weeks, and then you came and joined, and uh, then we left together. Um, Europe, I mean, you've been several places in Europe. You've been to Israel right. once, um, and then you went on a recent one last year. Which is the year. one I wanted to talk about, because yes. this is quite interesting. Yes, it that was. That you went, go tell us where you went. Well, I'll preface it just to know. Antarctica. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she ministered to the penguins. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll preface it, a little, preface it a little bit by saying that I think it was two years ago I had gone to Berlin to do some prayer walking mm-hmm. and declare the Lordship of Jesus Christ in Berlin and strategic areas. And um, so I was there, and then I went off to Brussels to pray, do to some strategic prayer walking and in uh, Brussels at the European Union places and specific mm-hmm. specific ones and then you know I came home from all that and you know, I think it was last year during the beginning of the year I was you know, just praying Lord what you know would you have me go on a trip this year and where would it be and and I'm thinking you know I'll go to Strasbourg because there's a building there that's shaped like um, the Tower of Babel and you know I'm googling it and looking at it and you know, <laughs> you know I'm talking to my friend from the UK and and saying, you know, you, you can go on a tour, and you can go to the the, the top floor, and, and you can, you know, tour the floor. And I said, I think, Lord, I think I should go to Strasbourg and to the top of the highest place there, the Euro, this European Union building, and, and declare your lordship. And at that very moment, he dropped into my heart, you'll go to the rooftop of the world and declare my lordship. And, and of course, that is Tibet. That's the Himalayas, Mount Everest, and and of course when he said that, I was somewhat shocked, you know, kind of finger in the ear, going, "What? Oh, got some static here in the ear. Did, did I hear that correctly?" And so Tibet and the Himalayas was uh, where the Lord was asking me to, to if I would be willing. No, he wasn't really asking me if I would be willing. I don't know if he actually asks any of us if we're willing. He asks us to do things and expects us to be obedient. And right. so, but it does become your own self-will to, to accept what Correct, the Lord yeah. is asking you to do. So 
that's where he asked me to go. And so I made the plans to, set started the plans in motion to go to Tibet. So we know, I mean, just from being your family, we know you felt like you were going as, you know, for lack of a better term, as a spiritual assassin. And that's really, you know, that's what we're, we're just declaring that God is God in all these places. And, you know, our words are extremely powerful and our, our prayers are extre- extremely powerful. There's many other religions that are trying to speak what they want to speak. And we're going to these places to say, no, denied. <laughs> exactly. <Correct? laughs> yeah. You know, I had shared something um, last week, uh, the scripture, uh, I think it's in Luke. And, yeah, in Luke, and uh, it's where Jesus is saying, you know, there's to, at that point there had been no one greater than John the baptizer. But there would be coming people that, were, seemed more insignificant that would be doing greater things than John the baptizer. And so that really struck me, and this was just last week as I had read that, it's like I might have felt insignificant. I might have felt like I was just this older woman going you know, by herself to Tibet to do this thing, and it's just insignificant. And nothing that the Lord asks you to do is insignificant. And no one that's listening to this podcast is insignificant. Right. Correct in anything that the Lord is asking you to do. So right. when I went off to do that, it was really, I still am proclaiming, you know, as the Lord brings it to my memory. And to back up a little bit, is just a big part of the prophetic act that the Lord had done is I had taken some guitar strings that really, some were from Morningstar worship team and some from a pastor locally in Florida. And, you know, the music never leaves the strings. It, it still permeates, it still vibrates through that worship, that that deep worship, that deep intimate worship that was contained in those strings of those guitars. And and then um, I took some prophetic, some thumb drives with prophetic music from Cody and Sandra, as you know, are are highly anointed. I am not prejudiced. I am prejudiced. (laughs) But, (laughs) But in the kingdom, I am blessed. And they are so anointed. And another couple were on there doing some prophetic music so I had these thumb drives of prophetic music highly anointed these guitar strings full of the worship um, that had been intimately lifted up to the Lord and some anointing oil and these were my weapons of choice that I took <laughs> to these high places to Mount Everest and to some monasteries that I took and built actually when I made my way finally to um, Mount Everest to base camp one and you know these, they build these little rock formations up there to their Hindu gods, the, the Buddhas and all that kind of stuff. And, and so I went and separated from the tour from the guide and said, I'm just gonna go over here. And I build an altar to the Lord, an altar to the Lord. And I, you know, every day I would, I would anoint my hands and anoint my feet. And there were certain key areas that the Lord would instruct me to drop a ring or to drop um, prophetic music, whether it was in a monastery or whether it was at a monastery looking out over a city or in a, a, a river that actually ran from, from northern China all the way down through Nepal and down to India, you know, just declaring his lordship. And then I built this altar and I sat, a, you know, um, one of the rings, the guitar 
with the worship of God in it and one of those thumb drives with the prophetic singing in it and the anointing oil on it. And I just lifted it up to the Lord in the high place where he asked me, he instructed me, he commissioned me, which is a co-mission, commissioned me to go for what he asked me to go on. And so as insignificant as I might have felt in myself was hugely significant for the kingdom of God. So right. even now, he'll bring that to my remembrance, and I'll just declare, you know, you're, you ordered my footsteps, you commissioned me there, you brought my these people into my lives, and this music into my lives, and this walk into my life. So Lord, I just commission a breakthrough and declare your lordship across the nations from That's the high right. place, yeah. the high as a rooftop of the world, to declare that that worship would spread across the nations. You poured expensive perfume out. I did. Yeah. And you said, Lord, you are Jesus. That's exactly right. You are right. Jesus Christ, and you are the Savior of this world. Yep. And, you know, we know that just from watching your life that that really is. Right. And it was interesting because the, my feet... my thing you're declaring. Yeah, my feet <laughs> landed in Beijing. So it was just last year, and this is something that strikes me as... What we see, you know, out of Wuhan and, you right. know, well, just the, the coronavirus type of thing and and how, you know, who and how it started, we don't know. We do know it started in Wuhan. We do know that that this country um, locked down that city, but they allowed thousands, hundreds of thousands to go out to the nations. And, you know, we don't need to go into any other discussion of that. But it was just in the last two weeks of August that my feet were walking in Beijing, praying in Beijing, traveling in 22-hour train ride from central China up to Tibet. And the Lord, I might not have known the timing, but God knew the timing. Right. And just last year to be in China is you know, significant. Yeah. It's a very interesting uh, experience you had. Very, and what I was, you know. what we were just talking about the other day, I just kind of brought it to attention, but I was thinking about it and I was thinking of all the places that you had been to and I said wow you've really been to some kind of big global stronghold you know power government powers if you will um, so really I mean you went to Washington DC and as we know the US you know globally has a very strong presence um, it is pretty much you know one of the global superpowers and um, and then Beijing I believe is the capital of China. Right. And you were there. And then uh, before going to Tibet, which obviously is the top of the world. I mean, you literally were at the base of Mount Everest. I don't think you can go much higher than that without getting frozen. <laughs> and you then, prepare um, for that one. For right. a Florida girl, that was a high altitude. <laughs> yes. and, then, um, and then you went to Europe and you went to... Berlin, to Brussels. Brussels, which is European Union right. capital. I've been in London around the Parliament and, buildings. But even at that time, you know, England, this is before Brexit really had fully taken place. So they were still a part of the European Union. So you kind of, you've already gone to three major global powers that, that be, you know, I mean, obviously there's more countries out there that have, you know, some things going on globally, but those are some pretty... And then Israel. And then, of course, Israel. And we were, I, we were talking about what's the high place, you know, in the world, and that's Mount Everest, and then what's the lowest place in the world? And it was the Dead Sea. 
And I know you haven't gone to the Dead Sea. You were close. I was close, you know, yeah. But you haven't gone right there. But We know people who have. You can kind of <laughs> yes, you can, sure. you claim you're close enough, basically, that you've gone to the three major global powers and you've gone to the highest place and pretty much yeah. almost the lowest place in the world, which is kind of cool. The, the trip to Israel the was mountains, a prayer the valleys, the, for a journey. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Well, it's very, very cool. And I know your, your missions have not stopped. There's always no. going to be something the Lord's going to tell you to do. And I know you'll listen till the day you stop breathing. That's right. <laughs> and this is, this is the... Uh, code of ethics of being in our family no, right now. Right. And we have to we have to think too that our mission is not always just over overseas is that right. I share with people too as part of my mission right now is co-mission with the Lord right now is to be a ministry to you guys so you right. can you know be stepping into the everything that the Lord is asking you to do so our mission is different looks. Right. And right now I think even being a missionary and going anywhere I think our country the United States needs us more than ever right now. Right. Absolutely. Our sphere of influence. Yeah. And we know that, you know, as for the Sells family, we probably wouldn't be able to do a lot of the things we do without, Mamo. you know, the missionary work of <laughs> Mamo. Well, you know? He put us where he needs us. Yeah. You know, we're each here right now, and that's where he needs us. So we step up that's to right. what that call is for us. That's right. Well, we're here at North Carolina, and we're enjoying this beautiful R&R, weather, this beautiful yes. environment that, you know... There's another four-wheeler going by. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of nature around us, you know, a lot of reflecting going on, a lot of enjoying our family. Yeah, absolutely, and, yeah. Um, we stopped through Atlanta on the way. Um, Sandra has some family there, and, um, you know, thankfully, I think... We were kind of concerned at first, kind of stopping through the middle of Atlanta amidst all the riots and everything. They told and, us to go to the right place. So. And they did, you know, because her, yeah. She's like, don't go, don't go downtown. That's right. <laughs> so we moment. didn't, we yes. didn't, we didn't stop downtown. We knew not to do that. But, um, you know, we stopped through there, grabbed some awesome food. And of course, you guys saw our post of the, the shrimp tacos that we ate there. And those were delicious. And I think you had some lobster bisque, right? I did. Yeah. Was it good? It was very good. And then getting up to the cabin, and honestly, we we haven't eaten out since we've gotten to the cabin. We've we've got a lot of food ourselves, and uh, we've been making stuff here at the cabin. We brought so our instant pot. That was smart. We did. We made a chili. Mm-hmm. That was the best, probably, all day easy family meal that we could have done. And then we did a chocolate uh, pudding pie. This made Cody very happy. Yes, it did. Later, <laughs> later we're going to. You know, as it as the sun goes down, probably light a bit of a bonfire. We know it's uh, not really cold out, you know. So usually we picture bonfire, you know, when it's frosty out. But it'll be air conditioning. We're gonna, we're gonna do a bit of a hot dog roast. <laughs> of course, I got organic, all all healthy ones because <laughs> it's not our usual diet uh, diet food. But we're um, and we're know, doing chicken and Brussels sprouts chicken too. Chicken and Brussels. We're gonna use the grill, you know. So we're gonna do a lot of. Um, Nice, nice fresh cooking and have some healthy dinner tonight while our, right now our kids are napping. So This is our last day at the cabin, too. After this, we're going on to south, northern South Carolina um, so to Greenville. The vacation and continues. Going on a discovery over there. And, um, yeah, we're excited we're to see what, to that. what happens. Yeah. I know we are not going to um, 
leave this area without getting the cinnamon donuts. Oh yeah, we Cody Cell. Here. So that, that's true. That's tomorrow. Mercier Orchards. Um, we'll be passing through there, so stay tuned for some uh, Only about pictures 20 minutes on away. Instagram of Cody's <laughs> smiling dimples while he's having his... Well, everybody else is going to enjoy him, too. Well, yes, but your face is like, going to be the happiest. That's true. <laughs> Apple cider cinnamon donuts, you can't go wrong with those. I think Mamo enjoys them, too. Yes, they're good. And we're bringing them to Auntie Rhonda, too. Yes. Yes, she'll be very happy. She gets another mention. <laughs> both both her and Uncle Paul will be very happy about those. So Good. Well, we thank you so much for joining us on this uh, podcast. And thank you, Mamo, for coming on with us. We'll have you on again at some point in the future, I'm sure. But um, stay tuned because we'll probably, um, you know, our adventure continues with our business and with the things the Lord is telling us to do. So stay tuned. We'll keep you all apprised. And um, we'll say anything else. I think that's about it. If you want to uh, know more about us, you can jump on simplysellskitchen.com and you can read about us, find our recipes, you can listen to our podcast. And then, of course, for my mom, Nemo, Debbie, if you want to um, find out more about her with her um, Inkhorn website, inkhornwriters.com. And um, you can also jump on there if you need anything she also edited a prayer, or, uh, a prayer, um, what should we call it? Prayer time. Nations prayer. praying together. Facebook Nation. group. Yes. Oh, yeah, Facebook group. Um, can you direct them to that? Nations praying together. <laughs> they just search for that? On, uh, yeah, probably. It's, okay. a, it's a, just a Facebook group right now. And, um, yeah, we have a powerful time. People joining from Asia, from Europe, yeah, and from the United States. And I don't think we've ever shared this before. Um but if you want to know more about, you know, the church that we're involved in, um, that is victoryfla.com. And um, we're the worship leaders at that church. We love everybody there, um, and we love doing worship there. And, and I will tell you, the intensity of the time we're having just in the presence of God has increased mightily. If you are hungry absolutely for, you know, a touch from the Lord, you know, God can do it in your living room, but if you're wanting to do or your bedroom, you know, your car, God can do it whether you're alone or with others, but I do feel like God is just intensifying our time together. And I pr- I believe, you know, we're on the on the cusp of a major outpouring and mm-hmm. that is the heart's cry of our church is just for Revival and for God's move in this country and in our region, and you know we're not we're not believing for this uh, this outpouring just to satisfy our, our little selves there and, and have a have you know a good old time. We're we are believing for it to be magnified and for God's glory to really be shown across our area and across this nation. So if you are hungry for that, you know come join us. We do have a live service. Um, if you wanted to jump on the website, victoryfla.com, Saturday night, 6 p.m., yeah. or come on out. We're in Sarasota, Florida. It's live um, on Facebook as well. Live on Facebook. Really, you know, if you're hungry for that, you know, we doors are open. We're going forward. Church is open, guys. So um, come on come on down and um, and join us. Our, our pastor is set on fire. And our next podcast <laughs> will be from Greenville, South Carolina. And yeah, uh, we'll let you know what we're doing out there and what's what's happening. Maybe from the middle of downtown, of the or yeah. uh, maybe from you know balcony or something. Well, right. find and a good place. Don't forget to tune into our, our recent um, 
some Bissell's Kitchen Post. We've got some salsa cooking on there and uh, it'll bring a little <laughs> smile to your face and maybe you'll enjoy, you know, making that for your family or your next gathering. So if you'd like and share those posts, we'd appreciate that. We just want to um, bring a smile to a lot of people's faces. So thank you so much for joining us. This is The Good in Life. And uh, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. All right, you all enjoy your day and we'll see you next time.